We're going to be looking in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, beginning at verse 11. There are a few scriptures that that want to read, and then there is a message that I want to teach today that the Lord has, um, man, I just, I felt, I felt, I felt him this morning in, in this direction, so um, I just believe that God is going to help us today, and I'm going to do my part to just get out of the way and, and let him speak through me as an instrument. It's all I am is an instrument in his hand. I'm nothing without him, and I can't add or do anything without, without the Lord. It's So, wherefore, remember that ye being in time past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, in verse 12, that at the time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. I think it's important for us to take what Paul is writing here and connect it with some Old Testament warnings found in what Moses had written. And so we're going to we're going to also turn to Deuteronomy chapter 4 and uh we're going to read verse 9. And so there are a few of these scriptures that I'm just going to highlight a, a line out of. I'm not going to read the entire uh, passage, but I I will just make reference to it and we'll touch on it real quick. But I will read the first one, uh, Deuteronomy 4, 9. Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. We're going to make reference to... uh, Verse 23 in the same chapter here. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God. And then we're gonna, I'm going to make reference to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 12. And uh, just the first line there. Then beware, lest thou forget the Lord. And so Deuteronomy 8 and 11 will be the next scripture here, and we will, we will read it uh, in its entirety. Uh, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day. And then moving down to verse 14, Then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. And moving down to verse 19, And it shall be, if if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, 
I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. And uh, Deuteronomy 9 and 7. Remember and forget not how thou provokest the Lord thy God to wrath in the wilderness. So I want to teach us this afternoon on this subject. Will you remember? What are you saying? I, I don't know. I forgot. Anyone have those moments? See, it's, it's easy for us to forget, very easy. When you leave here today, you probably won't remember what the pastor taught. I think it's easy for us to forget. And that's why, that's one of the reasons that I thank God for his patience, because I forget stuff a lot. Anyone else forget stuff in here on a daily I mean, you, 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 you might be talking, and, and, and in, mid, in mid-sentence, you forgot how the sentence started. <laughs> there are people who remember every little thing, and I think they are weird. No, I'm jealous, actually. Wait, what are we talking about? Seriously, this was a problem from the very beginning. Moses repeated himself often. Anyone read the, the, the Pentateuch? Anyone read the first part of the Bible? There's a lot of repetitive stuff there. Today, pastor repeats himself often because it's impossible to remember everything even for the weird ones. If Israel watched their enemies drown in the sea, they'd just walk through and complained a few moments later about not having anything to drink. How quickly they forgot what had just happened. How often has this been the case? Miracle, thanksgiving, praise, and then worry. The, the vicious cycle of, of when God does something in your life, in my life, and, and, and it... it uh, It generates a thanksgiving and a praise. But then the moment that that's kind of in the past, it it might even be uh, momentarily in the past, and, and then there is this thing that comes, and it causes me to stress out or to worry and to, Oh my, how is this going to happen? How, how is this going to work out? Didn't God just do the miraculous moments before this? And yet we find ourselves forgetting how good God is, how faithful God is, and how he can move in a moment to, that will destroy enemies. 
what it should be, what the cycle should be. Uh, miracle, thanksgiving, praise, and prayer. So we need to turn our worry into prayer. And faith and trust believe in God. If he did it before, five minutes later, he's the same God. Six months later, he's the same. 25 years later, he's still the same God. The only thing that's changing is me. My faith is increasing. My trust is increasing. And God is getting the glory in my life and through my life. I feel his presence. I feel his presence here. I think it's important for us to connect the little messages because sometimes the little messages are the contingencies. Words like remember. So what was Paul saying? In Ephesians 2 and 11, The first two words, wherefore, remember. Remember. He said, remember, don't you forget that you were Gentiles. Most of us have a rich Pentecostal heritage, but don't you forget how your heritage started. We haven't always been apostolic Pentecostal. It started somewhere in the line that got us here. And sometimes it's easy to forget where we were before the Lord found us. As a Gentile, I had nothing. I had no part. We had no part. We were without Christ. We were alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. There was no promise. There was no inheritance, no blessings, no hope, no God. We were lost and on our way to a devil's hell. Our future wasn't looking bright, it was looking dark and empty. We were broke, busted, and disgusted. Let my voice be a reminder today of where God found you. Ezekiel chapter 16 and verse 6. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. Yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. And verse 7 says, I have caused thee to multiply as the bud of the field, and thou hast increased and waxen great, and thou art come to an excellent ornaments. Thy breasts are fashioned, and thine hair is grown, whereas thou wast naked and bare. 
Now when I passed by thee and looked upon thee, behold, the time was the time of love, and I spread my skirt over thee and covered thy nakedness. Yea, I swear unto thee and entered into a covenant with thee, saith the Lord God, and thou becamest mine. He came to us and said, live. We are all here today because we responded. We responded to the Lord's call when he said, live. And we said, I want to. Take me there. Take me there. Remove me from my pollution. Remove me from trouble. Remove me from fear. Remove me from this path of death. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank I thank God that he stepped in, that he, he came to my rescue. He came to my life and he said, you're not living, but I have life for you. Verse 9, Ezekiel 69, when then washed I thee with water, yea, I thoroughly washed away thy blood from thee, and I anointed thee with oil. He passed by you. He passed by me and said, live. Live. He spoke life to us. He he spread his garment over us. We were naked before that. These scriptures are types and shadows of the new covenant. He said, and thou became mine. So how, how do we become his? He said, I washed thee and anointed thee. There is a covering that happens with the new birth experience. The writer, Paul, we are buried with him in baptism. We're covered. We're covered. And the Holy Ghost is the anointing. It's the anointing oil. And that's why we must always check the level of the oil in our life check the level of spiritual activity where is the Holy Ghost in my life am I suppressing the direction of the Holy Ghost or am I letting him lead and guide me into all truth I want his spirit to 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 be what is the force of the driving force of my life. Not what I approve or what I think should be the case. No, I want the Lord to order my steps, to lead and to guide me. Because I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget whose I am. I'm no longer my own. I've been bought with a price. We've been bought with, he 
purchased us with spotless blood. Oh, and we are his, and we're free, and we're clean. We've been washed and sanctified, and the walls of our life are being fortified by his spirit. Every day, we enter into this agreement, this covenant, but we must never forget how we got here. You'll see the pattern in Ezekiel. and It's amazing to me how, how, how quickly things change when God begins to clean up a person. When God begins to clean up their life and they, and they go out and they want to wear the best to church because God has done the best work in their life. And so they'll go out and they'll, they'll adorn themselves with things that they feel are worthy to step into the presence of the king. But what can happen is that somebody is more... Is more, they're more focused on their attire than they are at remembering where God found them. And so that's when you, you get to this place where, where people are like Pharisees where they look the part, but inside there is no life. So I, I've been... I've been really struggling with it lately because I have seen in my life, I've seen, I've seen patterns, I've seen, uh, I've seen these images of, of people who, who, who look the part and they want other people to see them as being anointed and powerful, but yet they had forgot what their life was like before the Lord picked them up and said, live. Before the Lord uh, washed them and anointed them. You know why we have the power of the Holy Ghost? It isn't so we can go out and find nice clothes. It's so we can walk with power and authority in the world that we're living in and uh, walk with the blessings of God and know that wherever I go I got God fighting and leading me the term that's come to me lately is we need to be fearless not fancy if I can't fight in my clothes I shouldn't be in the war I'm wearing the wrong garments if I can't sweat with, through what I have, I've got the wrong thing on. I've got my, my focus in the wrong place. Uh, I must be ready for war at all times. Uh, if I come into the church house today, yes, I'm going to do my best to look good, but it's not going to stop me from fighting. If somebody would come to the altar broken and bruised, wounded from the world, I'm going to stand beside them and fight with my armor on and fight with the sword and be a defense system against the enemy that is trying to destroy their life. Church is not a place where we come to show off. Right? That's the wrong mentality. Look at how fancy I am. Listen, if you put an outfit on in the morning and you feel condemnation, it's time to change. 
<laughs> well, just let it stay in the closet because I don't like the way I feel when I put it on because those wrong intentions are going to come into my life and cause me to miss out on what God caused me to forget. And that's what happened when you read Ezekiel. They forgot where, what, where they came from. And they began to get puffed up. Look at us. We got all these things. We got all this attire. God's really given us all these blessings. And they forgot. It's not just them. We can read the same story and still be in the same place even right here. 2022, we can still be in the same place where we think we're better than we are. We're not untouchable. We must always have a guard. Not, listen, not in the church to your brothers and sisters. Now, listen, we have to be sensitive, and this is where I believe that the direction of the Holy Ghost must help us, is we have to be sensitive. We're not going to entertain any of the spirits that would try to come in here. Now, we can't stop the world from coming into the church. In fact, we want them to come here. We want them to come here to experience redemption. And so we have to be able to be sensitive in the moments and, and, and operate with discernment uh, because they're going to come in with all kinds of filth and garbage. But we're not going to push them out because they're dirty. Oh, we're going to lead them to a place where we're going to drive hell out behind them. Come on, we're going to drive hell out. We're going to speak against everything that they walked in here with. So when they leave this place, their, their burdens will be lifted. And they'll have a whole new perspective. And they'll realize that there is a God. Ah, oh, there is a God in Israel. He is the faithful God that keeps covenant with them who love him and keep his commandments. Ephesians chapter 2 and 13. Back to our text. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who were sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. It was the blood. The blood still works. When somebody comes in here in their pollution, the blood still works. Uh, come on. When somebody comes in here that's dead, the blood still works. Uh, the blood speaks a better word than any word they've ever heard in this world. The blood speaks of redemption. The blood speaks of forgiveness. The blood speaks of cleansing. The blood speaks speaks of possession. Come on, we're purchased by his blood. We're cleansed by his blood. The blood still works. Amen. 
if I can remember the blood, if I can remember the blood, if I can remember the blood of Jesus, you know what it will do? It will cause me to walk humbly. How can anyone be prideful when they see the blood streaming down a Savior who was purchasing his people? The blood of a Savior that would wash and make me clean, that would cleanse me from past failures and mistakes, even right now. Come on, I can mess up right now and come broken. Listen, that's the way that we should approach God. When I mess up, I ought to be broken for it until I find a place at an altar to allow it to be covered by the blood of Jesus. I'm going to return and put it under the blood. I'm not going to let it hang out there and let it just be exposed and not be covered. I want to live covered by the blood. Don't let me forget God. Listen, I know people want to forget about their life. They want to forget about the life before Christ. They want to forget about their mess. But listen, your mess is going to minister. Come on, God will turn your mess into ministry. He'll take your life and what was a mess, and he'll turn it around, and God will use it to touch lives all around you. He's not concerned about who you were. He's concerned about you get into where he sees you. He sees you established. He sees you rooted and grounded in the faith. Untouchable. Un un untainted by the world. Protected by the covering. Walking in dominion and authority. That's what God wants for his children. He's given us an inheritance that will cause us to walk with favor. Every footstep is ordered. Every path is ordered. Everywhere that I go, I've got the favor of the Lord. It's not always me on Monday. I'm walking in the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. I'm living my life with God before me, beside me, always with me. Come on, let's worship God. Come on, there is a witness of the power of God in this place. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> 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 
Must we never forget the blood of Jesus? I never want to feel like I earned something. I never want to feel so puffed up that I, that, I'm, that I made it here on my own terms. Lord, never let us forget the blood that you shed for us. That if it had not been for your blood, God, we would not be here. The blood speaks for us. Come on, we have an advocate with the Father, the blood of Jesus. Come on, the blood of Jesus speaks for us. It's our only key. It's our only key to living a covered life. Verse 2 and 14, for he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There is no wall anymore. Come on, that wall that separated us from the commonwealth of Israel has been torn down by Jesus Christ. We now have access to what was only available uh, for the children of Israel. If he spared not his own. That wall of partition was broken down between us and the Gentiles were allowed to come in because God was building a new man that was neither Jew nor Gentile. Listen, this, this scripture came to me this morning, Psalm 124 and 1, a song of degrees of David. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, now may Israel say, and in verse 2, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us, if it had not been for the Lord who was and is on my side, where would I be? Where would you be if it had not been for Jesus? If it had not been for the blood that was speaking to you, speaking to an old nature and saying, you don't have to live that life. You don't have to be dead in your trespasses and sin. Live. I'm going to look at you and say, live. Take heed, lest thou forget God. Write it. Write it everywhere. Listen, write it all over your life. Write it all over your life. Don't forget. 
Write it on your hand, your doorpost. Keep it within your view. Surround yourself with his word and you won't forget God, but you must surround yourself with God's word and God's people. You put God's people in your life and you won't forget. You put God's people in your life and you'll have accountability. You put the word of God in your home and you'll have protection. You put the word of God in your heart and you'll have direction. You put the word of God all over your life and you will never forget God. Let's look at some words of wisdom. Proverbs 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Come on. Ah. The word of God, the commandments that God has given us right here on these pages. Guess what they'll do? They'll add length of days, long life and peace shall they add to thee. Oh God, don't let us forget thy law. Don't let us forget thy commandments. Help us to keep them. Help us to keep them. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart uh, so shall thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path in all thy ways get a hold of God in everything that you do run it past God's wisdom run it past his word get to know God I want to remember him in the moment of decision in the moment of, of, of looking and searching for God I want to go to his word Jesus oh Jesus Listen to verse 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. You know what he's saying in that scripture? Being wise in your own eyes is evil. So I'm going to fear the Lord. And I'm going to depart. Why? Because I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm not going to try to figure this out. I'm going to remember God. I'm not going to let the vicious cycle continue. I'm not going to, I'm not going to receive a miracle and, and have a, a spirit of thanksgiving and praise for a moment and going back to worrying and doubting and fearful and letting all the trouble consume me. No, I'm going to pray and I'm going to take it to the Lord and I'm going to lean on Him. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge that I need the help of the Lord. I need His wisdom. I need His counsel. I need His direction. God 
We come to you. I come to you this day for it. Man, I want us to turn back to Ezekiel 16 and 22. Now this is, this is after, this is after there was increase. See, the problem, one of the problems with, with heritage is, is we think that Pentecost can't make it without us. Well, I've been in this five, six, seven generations. We've all been preachers. We've all been anointed. And it's only because of Jesus. That's why. I can't take credit for anything. But see, that there, there, is, a, there is a tendency for people to get puffed up and get prideful and forget God. And forget God. Wouldn't our life look so much better if we acknowledged him in everything that we did? How often do we do it, though? I'm challenging myself even today. How often do I go to the Lord? It, it ought to be everything. It ought to be everything. You know why? Because if it's not God's will for you to do something in that moment, uh, you need to know. And you need to be at peace at why it's not happening for you. Because if you don't take it to the Lord and you lean on your own understanding, you know what will happen? You'll become discouraged and disappointment because you think it's supposed to go a certain direction. But if we had taken it to the Lord, we would have been at peace about that direction being stopped. Nope, we're going this way. Okay, Lord, I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. I'm going to acknowledge the counsel and I'm going to walk in the way of the counsel. I mean, that's, we would, we would, we would clear out a whole lot of dead-end roads in our life if we just acknowledged him in everything that we did, every decision I'm about to make in my life. Lord, I need your help. Please give me clarity, give me wisdom, give me a sensitivity to your word. Would you quicken my mind right now with the way that I should go and what I should do right now? Don't let me, don't let me become a fool. Keep me from being a fool, God. I need your wisdom. That's walking humbly before the Lord. That's acknowledging him in everything. I don't want there to be a question. I don't want there to be a question that, man, should I have done this? Should I have done that? Well, if I'd have went to the Lord, I'd have known. Or I'd at least been at peace about not knowing. Sometimes it's not the right time. Sometimes we just need to stay put. Sometimes we just need to be at peace about staying put. Okay, God, I'll sit this one out and I'll wait on your direction. Because sometimes it's so easy for us to just jump right in there and get something done because we, we, we think it's got to be instantaneous. Uh, but if we wait on the Lord, listen, that's where the strength comes, right? Isaiah penned the strength comes from waiting on him. Waiting on the, when I wait on the Lord, there will be strength. And so sometimes he just needs me to stand still and wait. And that's not with my hands in my pocket. No, I'm going to fight the battles around me while I'm standing still. I'm going to stand in this location until God, until God says go or until God gives me the clearance. 
Give me the clarity. Give me the peace about the decisions I need to make, Lord. Because I don't want this to happen. Verse 22. And in all thine abominations and thy whoredoms, thou hast not remembered the days of thy youth when thou wast naked and bare and wast polluted in thy blood. This was the end result here. They forgot where that came from. They did not remember the days of their youth when he passed by and said, live. And picked them up, cleaned them up, and anointed them. Began to make their life resemble the kingdom, the character of God. That's what he does. God picks us up and he works in our life so, so we, we will resemble, we will have the characteristics of the kingdom. We will have the characteristics of the king. I want to share those characteristics. I want to be kingdom minded, kingdom focused. And I want, I want to always remember the Lord. Listen, the last two scriptures here before before I close here, I'm out of time. Revelation 2 and 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. What the Lord does is he says, are you going to remember enough to repent? Every word of, that the Lord brings to us is a reminder. Every, every word that ministers to you might not minister to somebody else. You know why? Because it's God reminding you what you need to do. So you're not lost. That's why sermons are long. Well, it's a good excuse anyways. <laughs> Revelation 3.3, 3, last scripture here. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Remember, will you Remember. Amen. Let's all stand.